Hello, my friends. We are back at full strength. Actually, that's probably debatable, but it's Dave, it's Brandon. And today we're going to talk to you about a handful of different things, a Locked On Twins exclusive scoop from a few days ago, some rule changes, and Dave's got some stuff on his mind. So we will get to that here on Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello again and welcome back. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas and all that fun stuff to our friends from Locked On Twins. I'm your host, Brandon Warren. You can unfollow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E and back my son has returned uh probably not son because the math wouldn't work but mr dave brown how we doing yeah that would be some inside out math yeah. there brandon we're doing fine as as we can i, th- I think we're as ready as we'll be for christmas because we both have small children yep yeah. so it's a it's an ever-evolving process which is fun um both of us under the weather over the last week um, so good to have, good to be back at full strength. Sorry about gaps in the show. Although, uh, we did have a fun pop-up guest, our friend Aiden at MVP prelip or MV prelip on Twitter. So Dave, you had a capable pinch hitter, but yeah. So thanks everyone though, for making locked on twins. Your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And of course on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, there we go. I'll give you a nice little wave here. And of course, as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, we're your team every day. Love to have you as an interactive part of the show. Thumbs up in the comments, FTL Nova Kid, and otherwise thumbs up on YouTube, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Dave Brown, have you seen the locked on twin slash Brandon Warren exclusive news coming out of the Twin Cities in their front office? Uh, tell me about it, Brandon. Well, so Rob Anthony is out. His contract. Will expire at the end of the month, and we broke that over the last wow. week or so, late last week. Um, what I what I want to ask you is, so 35 years in the organization, I believe he started as a, I don't know if he started as a ticket taker and then moved into the PR department and then out to front offices. It was some kind of meteoric rise. And my question to you, Dave Brown, is could you put into context how rare it is for those kind of rises in the game and for 35 years with the same organization. That's uh that is a classic, you know, tale that people get uh, like Netflix documentaries made, made yeah. about them kind of thing. It's uh, it's, it's just amazing that, uh, you know, that's, that's really homegrown. We talk about players, but you know, executives coming up from, uh, I don't want to say menial tasks uh, cause that sounds demeaning, but, uh, right. from, you know, doing the, the very little things, the littlest things, but things that need to get done for an organization and building your way up, um, you know, three and a half decades, 
it's yeah. just, uh, it's just incredible, an incredible life. And it's uh, for anybody to be you know, at any job for that long is amazing uh, to be any at a job in baseball, you know, or journalism, very, yep. uh, you know, just not something you see a lot. And that's a heck of a career. Yeah. And I think he's best known for, I think he was technically the number three in command here behind Falvian Levine. I don't know how true that was. He was a holdover though from the Terry Ryan regime. Mm -hmm. And when you speak of continuity, the twins come to mind, Terry Ryan comes to mind. And so Rob filled in for Terry after Terry was let go, but before the twins moved on to the current brain trust. And one of my favorite stories was when the twins had uh, Eduardo Nunez as their all-star representative. And I remember Rob Antony telling me the story because Rob traded for him that, I think it was at the deadline. But anyway, he said that that Eduardo was just so happy to get an opportunity that he just he thanked him nonstop. And I think in a way it was probably good for him to get away from all those expectations of being the replacement for Derek Jeter. Right. But um, that was just one of my favorite stories from, from Rob, not, you know, not a big forward facing guy. Although if you knew where to look for him, you could definitely see him at press conferences and stuff. Right. But um, yeah, 35 years, what an incredible run and uh, happy trails to one of the nicest guys I've ever run across in baseball. I'm sure he, I'm sure he is. He's uh uh, I, I hadn't had a chance to, I, you know, met him in passing before, but haven't had a chance to sit down with him very long. But I, you know, Terry Ryan was a guy who was, you know, he was a straight shooter, seemed like a good guy. Extremely. And I'm not surprised that, uh, you know, that he would be involved in, in having, you know, Rob around for so long. It, it makes sense, you know, the, the, the ways that you describe Rob and, uh, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a human business, you know, you know, your mm -hmm. story about Nunez and, uh, it's, it's, it's the same thing for the people behind the scenes, the people who make the teams go, uh, you know, they're, they're people first and it's, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's a good guy and, and hopefully, well, I don't know if he's moving on to bigger and better things, but hopefully he's going to be okay. Well, and one of my favorite Terry Ryan things is that he texts me every year on my birthday, which is just, again, uncommon behavior from people in that position. I mean, you go back to getting to talk to those guys before every single game as a, um, as a practice, like Terry would literally sit at a table with us at six 30 for a seven ten game. We'd have uh dinner, ice cream, whatever, and <laughs> just talk shop. And I mean, I just had such invaluable experience and, the people who have come out of that front office have done some great things, uh, both as humans and in the game of baseball. But anyway, um, moving forward, uh, Joe Maurer trending fairly well in balloting. I believe it was 75%, which is the threshold to clear until uh, I think Janie McCauley of, I think it was AP Oakland put Maurer on her ballot that just came out as we were getting ready to record. So he is over 75% right now. Uh, Adrian Beltrade, almost, almost unanimous. Um, what are you thinking so far of this? I know you had some thoughts that I wanted to let you get out. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it's just because I sort of braced myself for the strong-willed anti-Maurer forces in the world, but 
Uh, yep. I'm surprised that he's he's doing so well. It's only 10% or so of the people, roughly, who are going to vote. And 10% of the precincts are reporting. That's true. Uh, We're not ready to call it. Has MSNBC called it for Al Gore yet? I don't know. But um, oh, so it's a little. Well times. Let's not get the the uh, the cart before the horse, uh, or even behind it yet. Let's not hitch it right. up. Um, but it's it's encouraging to me that uh, you know, Maurer, as a first timer, is getting a good response. I I I didn't necessarily expect him to get uh, uh, elected this year. Um, I, you know, I've I've kind of thought that it was it's going to happen someday. I think it should happen. Jay Jaffe had a nice article at Fangraphs about how. Uh, the baseball writers are very uh, stringent, conservative when it comes to electing uh, catchers and especially first ballot catchers. Uh, it just hardly ever happens. You know, name a catcher like Johnny Bench. There's one, you know, I, I don't, was Pudge Rodriguez the first ballot? He might have been, but he might have been. But I mean, even if between you are, those two guys, I don't think there was anybody. So, yeah, if you're splitting hairs on two guys, uh, you know, Yogi Berra back in the day, maybe, but. You know, even back then, they didn't have unanimous for some of the legends. So, um, you, yeah, I think you're probably onto something that it's uh, it's not usually a, a one and done for these guys in right. the in the good sense. It's in, it's encouraging. Uh, you know, I think I've you know made myself clear about Maurer. I know, uh, you know, his career was short. His catching, uh, the catching part of it was short, relatively, but uh, he still makes the cutoff for the Hall of Fame. It's uh, you know, he's got some counting number issues. He doesn't have a lot of time behind the plate compared to other players as far as uh, innings caught and all that. Yep. Uh, okay. So Joe Maurer isn't one of the five best catchers of all time, but he's one of the 15 or 20 or whatever yeah. it is, however many there are in the hall of fame. So, um, you know, cut him some slack there. Uh, and, and hopefully uh, other people will see that he's getting votes. That's one of the things that I like about, uh, Mr. Tibbs uh, putting the, the votes out there and getting them on Twitter. People are seeing who's voting for who, you know, that people are getting votes and maybe it will be like, Hey, you know, I don't have to be afraid to vote for Joe Maurer. If, for, I don't know why you would be afraid to, but hopefully yeah. it will encourage other people to do so if they're on the fence. So, and um, it's, it's interesting to me too, because Billy Wagner is hanging around uh, around 70% or so. It's, yeah. it's roughly what he got last year. And, and Wagner had a very similar career to uh, Joe Nathan, uh, mm -hmm. Twins closer uh, for a good portion of uh, uh, of the 20, uh, 21st century. And uh, Nathan was a guy who fell off the ballot after the first year. And I talked to him once. Uh, I did a story. I, I don't remember who it was for. Um, Pioneer Press or MLB.com or something. And he, he's sort of like, I mean, he, you know, it hurt his feelings. He's like, well, what's up with that? And I, you know, people are, um, you know, they, they get funny about who they, you know, they, they look at a, a player and they're like, well, no, that's definitely not a hall of famer. And you can tell that they didn't necessarily look at all the, the stats. And yeah. I think Joe, Joe Nathan is a guy sort of like Wagner, uh, maybe not as good as Billy Wagner, but kind of in that uh, sphere. I, if Billy Wagner can get into the hall of fame someday when Joe Nathan is probably 79, uh, there'll be a veterans committee looking at guy. Well, you know, we don't have any more, we, we need more closers or whatever. And, the, and maybe he'll get in the hall of fame. I think Billy Wagner is a way that that could happen. So I, I saw yeah. that and thought of Joe Nathan. Do you, before we go to break, do you know the 
major league player who is exactly one day older than Joe Maurer? And Joe Maurer. I've oh, tweeted this. I've tweeted this many times, so um, you should unmute me. Uh, Miguel Cabrera is exactly one day older than Joe Maurer. How about that? I hadn't noticed, noticed that, Brandon. I'm sorry. It's a great factoid. 1983. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a quick second. We'll talk about our friends at FanDuel. When we come back, some pitch. Well, pitch clock changes, some rule changes coming up here. Uh, a few players on the move, even a couple minor league deals for your Minnesota Twins. But first, a word from FanDuel. And our friends at FanDuel want you to know that as the weather gets colder, and it's actually uh, getting warmer here in the Twin Cities. It's 45 looking like 53 tomorrow, but this isn't locked on weather. As the weather gets colder, in theory... The NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. You got spreads, overs and unders, player props, you name it, they have it. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season to reiterate it's 150 bucks if your team wins. Bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So visit again fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. All right, Dave, we're running it back here with the bullpen. And one of the things that came out. Well, you and I were convalescing was that MLB announced four new rule changes for the 2024 season, including reducing the pitch clock from 20 to 18 seconds. The league claims that pitchers delivered a pitch to the plate with 7.8 seconds remaining on average. So cutting off two seconds will have no meaningful impact. The other rule changes seem equally unnecessary. That's the editorial from, I'm still going to call them Roto World, but it's NBC Sports. Um, also, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to look at any of the other ones. Uh, there's going to be a spring breakout minor league showcase that should be good. But there's a lot of um, a lot of people not loving this change. There's also uh, four mound visits instead of five. Running lane to first base widened onto the grass. And if a pitcher comes out to warm up, before an inning, they have to face one batter. Um, the conspiracy theorists, or at least the people who are generally ticked off at Rob Manfred, see that he was given an inch and he's trying to take a mile with these changes to further shorten games. Uh, what is your initial inclination when you hear all of those changes? Because obviously, uh, I think the pitch clock one is going to be the one that kind of garners the most attention. The base path one may loom large in some random game, you know, because it seems to always be an umpire judgment call that blows up a huge game. Uh, but in other words, it's some small tweaks, but I think this one kind of rankles me the most, the uh, the pitch clock one. I, I, I begrudgingly accepted what it did to the game in 2023. In fact, maybe not even begrudgingly because it actually, you know, it kept games moving, but I don't know. I just don't think we got to keep pushing these buttons just to see what happens. To save a few seconds, I mean, yeah. How what 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 kind of a difference in that way is it going to make? There's one right. issue about the whole pitch clock thing that baseball seems to be ignoring, 
and it might not even be a real thing, but I think it might be. Some players have worried about it, and that is injuries as a result of loading up so fast and going back and pitching again. Recovery time between pitches. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think, and the players certainly, even before they put the changes in last year, people wondered, well, well, could that be a thing? where uh, there's not enough recovery time between pitches and you're risking injury and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's like specific data, but uh, it, it, there were more injuries last year. And I don't know if that's just because of the pitch clock or what, but um, you know, they talk about this competition committee and there are only, uh, there's only a portion of it that is made up of players. So it's like they objected to it. Tony Clark put out a press release saying we don't like this um but you know i don't know how the, the players get to be in the minority on the competition committee since they're the ones who are competing. The competition yeah so no. um I, I think uh you know i you know I, we'll, we'll see how it goes i mean i i don't know what the extra microseconds are going to do as far as uh shortening the games if that's going to be you know uh, but I, I do worry that we're um taxing the pitchers in a way that is unsafe. And, you know, we're, we're not, it doesn't seem like we're having any less, you know, you look at Otani and all that stuff and we don't have any fewer injuries than we did before. So I I worry about that. That's my, my big thing. Uh, You know, I kind of want to see the, uh, the runner's lane deal to see exactly what that looks like as far as widening it onto the grass. I don't know what that, does that mean? Like spray paint? What does that mean? Widening? So I, you know, more dirt, yeah, the is the the path to first going to look funny now? But um, so we'll see about that. And some of these changes, like I've said, it's you got to kind of see them and in practice before you can really develop an opinion. But I worry that the the extra or the not extra time, but the opposite of extra time is going to lead to more injuries. Did you warm up to any of the changes last year, and how long did it take you? Um, you know, that's a good question. I, I, I was, you know, I felt like, well, I'm a baseball fan. I'll kind of take the game as it is or take whatever they give me. I, I didn't mind it that much. Mm -hmm. Um, it was nice to see, you know, it was like, wow, it, 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 the game really is quicker. You can't sort of watch a game as background noise. If you're not like covering it or whatever, if you just have Mm -hmm. it on, cause you'll like miss stuff. It's like, well, you know, there's, less time between the bats. And uh, so it took me a while to get used to that uh, as a fan. And just as a consumer of the, um, the product. uh, And I hate that phrase, but um, so, you know, it took me a few weeks to, to, you know, so from that standpoint, I like that, that the games tend not to last four hours anymore. I think that's okay. But I do worry. I worry about the players sometimes. And uh, I, I think about whenever I see, pitch clock stuff and I see pitchers get hurt. I wonder, well, did that have anything to do with it? So we'll, we'll see what these changes continue to do to the, to the pitching staffs. Well, it's good. Not only their mothers should worry about them. So I think they I probably, yeah, probably appreciate it. Uh, a couple of minor league signings for the twins. One a few days ago, uh, Nico Goodrum, who was actually drafted by the twins in uh second or third round about 10 years ago. Yeah. And then, um, AJ Alexi, AJ Alexi, the Twins traded for. Uh, it was a minor league pitcher named uh, Christian Jimenez. 
Uh, and then they ended up DFAing him, losing him on waivers. People were obviously up in arms. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see, you know, Alexi did not pitch in the big leagues this year, but uh, 94 touches 95, 96 of this fastball throws a slider kind of feels like the quintessential Derek Falvey and Thad Levine reclamation yeah. project. We've seen, uh, I mean, he's not exactly Brock Stewart, but they've had some other guys pop up as well. And I think Goodrum, the one thing to not sleep on, you know, he hasn't really carved out a huge big league role outside of Detroit. You know, he was a fairly regular player in Detroit. Yeah. Um, as I recall, he hits lefties, which could help him make the twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the, I, I want to introduce you to, though, to um, what happens every offseason. The twins make a minor league signing, and twins fans are like, is this the starting shortstop? Is this the starting third baseman? Uh, it happened with Tim Beckham a couple years ago. Like, I'm not kidding you. Tim Beckham, is this the starting shortstop? No, Carlos Correa was the starting start, starting. <laughs> wow. Starting shortstop, boy. Yeah, watch that football. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> the difference is that the Twins are pretty flush with infielders, so it's not really happening this year. But this would be the guy that they would say, is this the new third baseman? Is this guy going to DH? And, uh, yeah, so it'll be nice to have him around. He's 31. Um, not much big league success outside of Detroit, like I said. Uh, but just a couple guys where they're actually um, – Twins actually doing something, still not spending any money, but at least doing something. Right. Well, I'm not sure uh, what the St. Paul roster looks like either, but you always have to think about that, those kinds of things when a Nico Goodrum is, is added. But, you know, uh, last year the Twins had some, I don't want to call it good luck because, you know, it sounds fleeting or kind of dismissive, but they, yeah. they brought in some guys kind of like Nico, Nico Goodrum, Solano and so forth. And, uh, you know, you can – it takes it takes a village to get through 162 games. It's uh, uh, you never know who you're going to need. So you know this is a guy that uh, didn't bear like a ton of fruit with the Tigers, but showed some things from time to time. And uh, we give uh, Falvey and Levine a benefit of the doubt on players like this just because their recent record has been so good. So we'll see if this is a good depth piece for the organization well, or not. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, you joke, uh, you were joking about how, well, is this the new shortstop or, you know, m- people probably said that about Solano is, is he the new first baseman? No, you can't. Well, he, d- he did turn out to be kind of the new first yeah. baseman. So every once in a while, these guys uh, are needed and they come through and we'll, uh, it's a, it's a kind of a fun thing to watch at spring training. So I'm, I'm hyped. For well, that. 303, 369, 447 career, against lefties. So that is a pot. That's really, really good. Um, Played in Korea last year with Mm -hmm. uh, Lotte, if I'm saying that correctly, Lotte. It's it's not the coffee, I don't think. Um, Slash 295. 373. Is that the thing? I think you're right. Yep, I think you're right. Zero home runs, which was a curiosity. But he also did spend a little bit of time with the Woo Sox. Uh, I don't know if that's Wooster, Worcester, Worcestershire. I don't know. Um, like I think it's Worcester. Yes, but he hit 280 with a 448 on base and a 440 slugging in 65 hmm. games with the Woo Sox. Uh, 50 games, no homers, but a decent slash. I don't know. I'm I'm not trying to sound the alarms, but I could see him, you know, kind of doing the uh, the Willie Castro thing maybe uh-huh. this year. Um, obviously, he's older, but. 
he's a he's a former tiger and i think that goes a long way i'm, I'm kidding <laughs> we'll see what well it, it it couldn't i mean it, the tiger hey you know jd martinez was a well, that was a former Astro, wasn't it? I kind of got mixed up there, yeah. but yeah, I was gonna say, well, maybe it's a it's a good thing to to be former of the Tigers, but yeah, uh, they're well, supposedly we're... now gonna be AL Central champs or something. Or, or, well, Isak Isak Paredes, I think, is another one. I I think yeah. he and Willie Castro. I, I saw them kind of chatting one time at uh, I think it was the Trop, and I was like, you wonder. I wonder if they're reminiscing over the old Tigers days. I right. probably not. Um, Couple of uh, minor league signings, guys, moving on from the Twins. Uh, David Bonuelos, the catcher, is with the Orioles on a minor league deal. Hernan Perez had a nice year at St. Paul as a utility man last year. He's going to the Reds. And then former Twins prospect Nick Birdie, who was a high draft pick, threw the crap out of the ball. Uh, he's signed a minor league deal with the Yankees. We'll see what happens there. Uh, a couple other notes of interest. Uh, Blue Jays showing increased interest in Michael A. Taylor. I... I think he's going to get enough money that he's not going to need to come back. Um, one I want to go to, though, is Red Sox showing increased strong interest in bringing back James Paxton. As I recall, you had kind of listed James Paxton as someone on your target list. I think I think the conventional wisdom is that the Twins should sign a guy in that neighborhood, yeah. but still make a trade for someone who probably starts like your second or third playoff game. I, I still think you got to go big, but I think if you get like a Paxton or a Hyunjin Ryu, uh, a Kenta Maeda level pitcher, yeah. um, present day, not Kenta 2020 when he finishes second for the Cy Young. But I do think they need to shoot for uh, bookends, a higher end pitcher, and then another depth starter uh adrian hauser getting treated from the brewers was kind of a guy i thought would make some sense but uh if not paxton like what where are you still looking at for the twins to find that number four number five starter you know i'm sure jordan montgomery is too much to ask um uh, but it, well, they, you know, they, they lost you know sunny gray was one of the better pitchers in the american league last year this is not the small departure it's not unexpected either but right. you know, i think you're right about aiming a little higher um you know uh, they don't seem to be in the snell derby i don't know that i would be either but i don't think anybody is right now i mean i it's kind of a sleepy time for snell yeah but um you know, snell is a yeah he's not you know he's it, it it's not it's not real clear exactly how maybe maybe the giants i don't know the, the Giants are probably going to be motivated to do something with the. He does feel like a San Francisco Giant, especially. He still does. It's still um, that West Coast kind of thing. Coming off the Padres. Uh, but to, to answer you know. your question about who, you know, I my, my short answer right now is I don't know. But I agree absolutely with your point that it should be a guy that you're, okay, we can start this guy in a playoff series, kind of a, a dude. Um, because, you know, Sonny is not. Uh, kind of a, it's not small potatoes. I don't know that we can say Paddock is uh, for sure going to be that guy at the end of October yet. So um, be cool if he was, it would be cool. It would be cool, yeah. but I wouldn't like hang all my eggs in that basket either. So, um, you know, I, I, I agree that depth and not just filler kind of depth is uh, of big importance. So, uh, you know, we're going to yeah. see what kind of, trades that they can cook up uh you know supposedly that was the, that's their method 
and modus operandi this offseason. So we'll see what they're willing to give up and what the market is. But I, I would like it to be somebody in that two, three starter range rather than just a four or five. Well, and and ideally your first starters out of the shoot if you need somebody are Louis Varland if he goes back to starting, Simeon Woods, Richardson, you know, guys that are they've had some big league experience, but you're not going to hand them a starter's workload in 150 innings, 100 whatever a, a starter workload is considered now. Yeah. Uh, you know, it probably is 130, 140 <laughs> nowadays. Um couple other things to get to here let me just make sure uh shelby miller signing with the tigers any concern there with you i i haven't seen a single signing in the al central that has really gotten me all that shook even though uh anthony wrecker seems convinced that uh i think he said the royals would be in the mix which yeah i guess in the mix to lead to win the division i guess yeah i guess i don't know I, you know i do like some of the, the moves that the royals made shelby miller uh I, you know, I kind of, you sort of had a feeling watching him come back with the Dodgers last year that, you know, when they, when they picked him up at first, it's like, Ooh, I, you know, I could see him being, you know, in a short reliever kind of a, a sense uh, that that would be a good move in a, in a playoff series, kind of a he just turned 33. Can you believe that? I mean, he's been, he, he's still, uh, well, he, he came to us young. So it's just, yeah, yeah it's uh, it is, this is kind of hard to believe, but uh, you know, he's developed uh, – I don't know if he developed a sweeper or a changeup or he developed uh, a pitch that is really helping him uh, do – you know, he had great stats in, in limited time with the Dodgers last year. So we'll see how that can continue continue with the with the Tigers. I think – you know, I like I like him as a as a possibility. I'm a, I'd yeah. love just for him, for Flair, for Jack Flaherty to bounce back. Uh, again, I worry about his shoulder. So – We'll see exactly how this all adds up for the uh, for the Tigers, but you know, if you're the Twins, I think you know the guys that the, some of the guys that the Tigers have signed seem to be a little bit more of a gamble than the Twins need or should want at this time. So yep. I'm not too worried about right. them losing these guys, the names that you've mentioned. Yeah, no question about that. Um, Miller looks like he learned a, a split with the a splitter. Okay, the Dodgers, I think so. Um, you know, his, his fan graphs page had a spike there. Um, can't leave the folks without talking about uh, Yamamoto getting 12 years and 325 million from the Dodgers. Dodgers literally spending a billion dollars on players in the last seven to 10 days. Um, I actually made the joke. Some men would rather go spend a, a billion dollars on baseball players than go to therapy. Go to therapy. No, not casting aspersions on, on magic Johnson or anybody just playing along with the internet meme. But um I don't know. I mean, Josh Reddick said, I can't believe a guy who's never thrown a pitch in the major leagues got 300 million. And it's like, yeah, this is not exactly apples to apples. I mean, if you, if you drop Ichiro at his age, he would have gotten a crazy contract too, because you just, you know that these guys can play. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not really worried about them building a super team because the super teams don't really seem to work out that often. And they still have so many question marks pitching wise. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to be the Diamondbacks, Padres. I never want to be the Rockies. So, um, no, you don't. You don't never want to go full Rocky or even half. You never go full. You never even go partial Rocky. Um, but anyway, I've, I've stolen your thunder. Uh, Yamamoto to the Dodgers. Your thoughts? Well, uh, you kind of brought up a good point there about how the uh, Dodgers had a bunch of holes and still kind of do. And they really needed to do 
moves like this. Uh, you know, just getting uh, Otani, who's you know just a hitter this year, yeah, uh, as spectacular an acquisition as it is, and transform trans uh, uh, transformative as it is. Um, the, the the Dodgers had some serious holes. You know, we saw it last year at the end. That's yep. why they didn't get very far in the playoffs. So they the Dodgers have needed to make these moves. And it's not, he's not, I mean, it's, it's the, the biggest number, but it's not the first, like they, uh, they've deferred Mookie Betts and the, it's yep. not the first deferral on the roster, much less in the league. Um, and Josh Reddick, I'm uh, surprised at some of his opinions. I, uh, how, how do I say it nicely? I thought he knew more than that. You know, I thought he was a little smarter about like, you know, hasn't played in the major leagues. And I know that, uh, Nippon I mean, he played in the baseball. same division as Ichiro for a while, didn't he? I mean, I mean, yeah, these guys can play. We know that now. I mean, yeah. uh, from top to bottom. Oh yeah. The major leagues are better, I guess. Not that it matters, but, uh, can you Darvish pitch, you know, is Otani the best player in the game right now as a hitter and a pitcher? Yeah. Where'd he come from? So, uh, I think the guys in Japan know how to play, um, and why play, I mean, he's not a player anymore, but why players would bemoan, Oh, why are you giving a player so much money? Will you shut yeah. up? What are you doing? Yeah, Whose side are you on? You like, like, I don't know if you're still technically part of the union after you're done playing, but like, dude. aren't you in spirit or philosophy? Yeah. I mean, Oh, just, just, uh, I, bad I, form, bad ign form, like ignorance. It's just, on so many levels, it's just, uh, you know, and I don't, I'm not one of the people who thinks it's bad for baseball or, you know, they found a loophole. Like I said, Mookie Betts is getting deferred money. Lots of people mm -hmm. are getting deferred money. People on other teams are getting deferred money. Max Scherzer. Yeah, it's it's not, you know. Scherzer's got two deals with deferred money right now, doesn't he? Because I think he's still deferred I don't know. But yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, Baseball's got lots of problems, uh, there's some financial issues, and, um, you know, there should be more equitable revenue sharing, and the teams that get revenue sharing now should spend the money that they already get, but they don't spend right. Bob Nutting um, and the Pirates. So, you know, uh, it's, it is what has happened with these transactions is not what is wrong with baseball. There's lots right. of other things that are wrong. This, this is not one of them. I can't wait for him to pitch. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be very fun, and I am looking forward to that. Well, Dave, I don't know when we're going to speak again, not because you know, you're know you going off on a safari or anything, but it's the holiday season. But uh, just thanks for, hey, coming back, feeling good. Um, we got some fun stuff coming up here. I suspect at some point you may be willing to reveal your Hall of Fame ballot, whether it's in written word or on the show here. But, uh, yeah, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up here as we – careen towards the new year and uh it's good to have you with for the ride i gotta turn that thing in uh, a week from uh today or tomorrow so uh sometime next week we'll let's do a show where i show you who i vote for and i tell you a little bit about why well so here's what you don't want to do i had someone come in uh, i'll end the show on this story I, I ran a ups store for a few years and someone came in uh and i want to say it was like april 18th or something and they said how do you backdate mail <laughs> like, uh you don't you don't We're not in the mob sir no so uh yeah it's like i'm not trying to get uh squeezed out here you know i'm not i'm not doing any of these right. these unethical things so i don't know if their taxes relate or or what but 
Yeah, you got to get that in. Got to get that postmark, no. Dave. No, I can't do that. I can't. There's there's no rolling back the odometer. I can't do it. I thought if you drove backwards like Ferris Bueller. Anyway, uh, belaboring the point. Work. Today's show is over. Thank you so much for joining us, and happy holidays to you and yours. And we'll be back real soon. Thanks for joining Locked On Twins, and we'll see you tomorrow night.